dog. There's a hose out there. Oh, shit. <laughs> COVID is going around, and this motherfucker said I can go out back and drink from his hose. What kind of racist motherfucker are you? Come on. This is where the beer comes from. Same water in the beer. Nigga, Same water in the beer. Same shit. Cotton hey. picking ass nigga, man. Hey. Can't stand you light skinned motherfuckers, dog. Hey, you same shade as me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's start this fucking show. Please uh, I already did. <laughs> please edit that out, right, please. Play, play the Most people would consider this illegal illegal since we are the best and you agree with me right no need to debate debate the way we bomb shit see we're kind of like the government so just respect my conglomerate just respect my conglomerate yo welcome back to another episode of diapers and haircuts this is your boy Lowe's, aka mr crop circle himself aka the fat nigga that love food we are here for a season episode number one going into it i can't wait um did, did I, you did, did did you forget to say what which season my guy you did i want uh, i didn't but i can you know <laughs> you back. said we can do it you, again. no no, it again. no 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 let's keep this shit going i meant Come to on. say another season of diapers and haircuts you see, episode you see, one ladies and gentlemen we are but, still on the same bullshit okay? no we're not i promise you we're not <laughs> this is just excitement boiling over for this episode to my right i got your boy drew say what's up to the people mike hi it's a little bit of uh, what would you call a uh, ring rust, maybe or something like that. Got to shake it off a little bit. You know, we'll, we'll get into the swing. It's you know excitement but at the I am finest. You know what I mean? Super excited to be back. I've missed you, motherfuckers. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well, man. Hey, to everybody that's out there in the uh, podcast world that's listening to this, how are you doing? How have you been? How how's your family? Huh? How's your mama doing? Huh? How's how's the kids? All right. Uh, but yeah, it's me, Drew. Uh, you're a craft beer connoisseur. Uh, what one would call me the beer guy. I am here, my children. Let's get ready to do it. So, and we got a special guest back with us again. It is our brother, the same guy that's always here, the the technician behind the soundboard. Yes. Say what's up to the people, Marcel. The guru of sound. My people. My children. I am here. It's the grill guy. Yes, I'm here. Um, ain't nothing really up with me. To be honest with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just working. I'm working very hard, and just trying to maintain this house, fix it up, and you know that's it, man. Just living, man. Just and 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 um, reconnecting with the kiddos. Well, oh, actually, actually, kid and. Two kids and a grown ass man, because I swear that boy's bigger than I am. But you know, word. So don't. Are you saying you don't talk back to him because he'll whoop your ass? No, 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 no. No one. I don't think it was. It was. It was a terrible joke. I'm sorry. It was very terrible. But (laughs) my bad. Truth be told, I don't think nobody want those problems. (laughs) Don't worry. At the end of the day, look at my shirt. Says that. As the season, (laughs) as the season progresses, my jokes will get better. You know, it's like you promise. Ring rust. You probably <laughs> ring rust. Nah. Yo, y'all know. remember like season two when we was doing like the 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 joke championship? Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we <laughs> never. I, I was, you know what? <laughs> I I won that. I'm, I don't give a fuck what y'all say because okay. I was on on fire. You did okay. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, we are back for another episode, another action pack episode. We are focusing this one on Black History Month and facts. Season four. Season four. 
And we getting old, bro. So, um, before we get into the Black History Fact episode, we always got to run through our weeks, man. Drew or Marcel, please take us away. Let let me hear about y'all week. Well, b- before we say weeks, let's go from what happened from the last episode till now. So kinda, I like that. Okay. I like that idea. Re- recap to the people. So I like that idea. Marcel, go first. Oh, the floor is mine. Absolutely. Oh, uh, um, well, let's see. Um, uh, we're still trying to potty train Hugh. Um, funny story. Yesterday, he runs around holding his ass. I'm like, <laughs> he's got a shit. We go put him on the toilet. He doesn't shit. He takes a pee. Yes. Good job, son. Good job. Okay. Are you going to poop? Just looks at me. No? No poop? Okay. All right, cool. Comes out the bathroom, goes in the room playing with his brother. My wife comes out the shower. She says, you know what? What he's probably going to do is he's probably going to go hide in the corner as what he usually does. And because I think I, I like to call him a serial shitter. Oh, because, no. Because he likes to go around the house and, and do his thing oh, no. when no one's looking. Right. Oh, but no. at this point, it became apparent that he didn't want to do it in his diaper so the second or third, t- yeah, the third time he runs around, I'm like, son, go in the bathroom. He actually went in the bathroom. Nice. By himself, grabbed his stool, grabbed his uh, his um, his throne attachment. Yes. <laughs> and uh, took his pants down, got up there, sat up there for like two or three minutes, and bloop, 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 bloop. Nice. Awesome. That's gratification right there, there you right? Go. Awesome. Um job well done to you, Marcel. Let's cheers to that. Oh progress. no, it, we're not done. I'm not but 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 this is a stepping this stone. This is right? a hell of a fucking stepping stone, exactly, my guy. Exactly. Yeah. It nothing ain't nothing like when you get that whiff of shit past your nose and y'all got dogs, I'm pretty sure when you got to clean up after them, it's almost the same. My dog shit doesn't stink. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um anyway, um other than that, I am dry on beer. So yes, I had oh, to come oh, and do stop, this first stop. episode. Wait a minute, wait no, a we're gonna bypass all that shit. Because okay. it's gonna be a long ass episode <laughs> if we get to talking about that <laughs> But um I'm, I'm dry on beer. Um I've actually I've upgraded my uh my my uh electronic situation. So um I have a um iPad Pro. Nice. Um love it. Love it to death. And it's uh it's going to be Hey Lola. She's made her appearance. <laughs> she always got to do a special yeah. guest at least one episode throughout the Drew, season. I'm good, Drew. Lola, Lola, tell him. Tell him tell him about yourself. You know what I'm saying? You act like it and and it's true. We need to get her a mic. Yo, no, sh- wait. Shit don't no, stink. no, no. Last time we gave her a mic, she ate the tip off. Anyways, so with that, he's talking about the microphone. I know what you're talking about. But um, God. all right, so with that, um, if anybody wants to uh, take my challenge, please take the dog out for a walk, and you'll know what I'm saying. Anyways, uh, as far <laughs> okay. as for me, um, it's been work wise working. Um, I was actually able to transfer closer to home, which nice. is um, it's it's a lot of things that that comes out of that right right so i'm now here in waldorf which is down the street um but i'm still managing my old branch okay until they find a, a replacement so it is very stressful being in two places at one time everybody needs something and i can't be do. in two places exactly at one time. um but for the time being um how that works is uh 
on the flip side, us starting a brewery, we're, we're, we're doing it. Like you heard me talk about it last year. Um, and it was kind of small time and just a dollar in a dream. And it's now progressed into something to where we now have social media profiles and we have a website and we have, you know, people willing to buy and do whatever, you know what I mean? Um, so we're still in the process of brewing out of the garage. The equipment has been upgraded from, um, five gallons to about 12 gallons now. Um, so it can allow me to do a double batch of what I'm actually, uh, whatever liquid that I'm trying to produce. Um, we are in the process of filing for our federal and state wholesalers license. Mm. So we'll be able to sell beer to, you know, the people. Um, and we are working on getting a contract brew, uh, meaning that someone, we can go into somebody's house and produce liquid and get it canned, kegged or whatever, Mm. and then go out to market. Um, Beautiful. At that same time, we are also working a contract with a uh, distributor as well, too. Um, distributors specializes dealing with smaller brands who are actually um, getting their, finding their way and getting started. Yeah. And um, what's, what's up? I'm sorry. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, because like if you get with a distributor, do like when small brands that are very, very good get with their, get with a distributor, like let's say like a big distributor. Mm-hmm. Does that distributor have a, I guess, say so on how or or what they can change up inside of the beer, or it's only dis- distribution? It's only distribution. Okay. The, okay. The, the the liquid is the liquid, and okay. that's that's what you do now. the The distributor can give you insight on what the market is adhering to when it mm-hmm. comes to the seasonal change and things like that, mm-hmm. or what style of liquid actually. Um, would be best for a set set of season, right? Okay. Um, and that and you as a brewery, you can take that on and go from there. But this distributor is a little bit different from those. So, like, what you're speaking of is like when I was with my distributor that mm-hmm. I used to work for. This distributor is like, hey, um, we're trying to give you one less thing that you have to worry about, which is distro, okay. right? So you can worry about producing, labeling um and dealing with you know federal and state policies and you can go out and sell and and what will happen is that um they would whenever the beer is ready they'll come to the facility and pick it up take it to their warehouse and i would go out into the streets make a sale get on draft Mm -hmm. and then um and then from there they'll uh i can just call them or schedule an appointment for a delivery and they just make make the the delivery for me so that's what what we're looking at um we're looking at probably starting out going to market with one liquid and kegs only at first just so we can get on draft at some places really get the beer producing um and then from there um when we grow we'll introduce new lines kegs of those and the first liquid that we had out there we'll start at look at producing cans and we, we we've we have a plan in place and going from there. And um, throughout the course of this season, you'll probably hear me talk about more about things and things of that nature. I hope um, so. Especially for those who are probably looking to try to open your own brewery or, or start your own thing. Just pay attention to the episodes going forward and you'll you'll hear some of the headaches and things and stuff like that that I'm going to. Because this, this podcast is my safe space and I can actually vent to my brothers and just shoot the shit with them. So right. that's, that's, that's pretty much me. Word. Nice, that's what's up. Word. I guess it's my turn. So on my end, right, um, I've been working a lot lately. Um, so recently, my company that I'm working for, or 
a company that I work for is moving uh, one of their buildings to the Manassas area. So right now, in order for them to open up the Manassas area, it comes with a bunch of promotions, a bunch of things that come in and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely dropped my name in a hat to mm-hmm. be able to switch over and move up. Um, I'm doing a lot of learning when it comes to, uh, like, I know transportation, right? I can I can deliver a product easy, right? I can run a I can run a building to where it the products get delivered the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Now I'm learning the the logistics and the operation side of it, mm-hmm. right? Um, like how how to package the items, make sure you know everything gets where it needs to go, uh, keep everything organized, that kind of thing. So that's where I'm at right now, which can definitely in turn you know transfer over to liquid intrusion, a hundred percent the all the way through. So facts. Um, when you know Drew came to me about the dream, I was like, all right, so I got to learn on you know the, the the distribution side of it, right? Making sure the product gets to where it needs to get to at a, the highest quality that we can get. Um, outside of that, the customer service aspects and everything like that. So that's all the things that I'm putting together right now. Um, you know, while Drew is preparing the liquid, I'm preparing to be able to, you know, hold it and distribute to the way it needs to work and stuff like that. So that's the plan. Um, outside of that, family, family's good. Family is wonderful, you know. Um, um, shoot. Uh, we got trips planned out for, you know, in the middle of this year. We got... Uh, good, different things good. going on. It's gonna it's it's gonna be a phenomenal year this year, right? Because we coming off of I feel like we kind of turning the corner on like a pandemics. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of I feel like the pandemic is kind of tapering off just a little bit. Now it's time to get back to living life and being back the way we used to do it before 2019 or 2020, whenever that. Yeah, but still do it carefully though. Exactly, 100 yeah. percent, right? Yeah, we never gonna we're never gonna go back to 100 percent to way we used to be, right? Right, but at the same time, honestly, I don't we gotta, think we should. We got to continue to live life. We can't forget to live life, though, right? Yeah, yeah, gotta, absolutely. Got to continue to book those trips. You can't yeah. stay at home 24-7, right? Um, and you got to continue to hold your freedom as much as possible, um, especially along with the guidelines and stuff like that as they come through. But, yeah, this year is my year 100%. This year is our year 100% as far as diapers and haircuts, right? We are going to kick this motherfucker off, and we're going to have a, we're going to fly like a motherfucker. I cannot wait. I'm excited. I am excited. I am excited. This is season four, baby. Let's do it. For sure. I've even uh, rushed ashore the, the gents that, you know, for me, um, although the hectic aspect of trying to start a brewery um, and all that stuff, D&H. I told him from jump, DNH will never fail. And mm-hmm. no matter what my schedule is and all that stuff, and I thank you all so much for trying to be flexible because, you know, as when we started this podcast to where we were going, we knew that we, everybody was going to evolve in life and have different aspects, you know. Um, you know, with Los getting very um, hunkering down and being the family man that he is, Marcel being the family man that he, that he is with his job and then also – taking care of his home and all that stuff and then you know with me um married house wife goddamn starting a brewery and everything all in one all, year you know what i mean it's um <laughs> i'm so proud of us always remaining a tight-knit group calling on each other when we need each other whether it's for the podcast or not and always making sure that we're here growing together exactly yeah and it, it's a beautiful thing and it's something that has to be said especially with it being for uh Black History Month. You so, know what? And and that's uh, I'm piggyback off that right fast. That's hard for um, black men to do. Coming up is is to grow together, and 
it's like, you know, when you come out of high school, of course, you're still finding yourself. Hell, you're finding yourself in your mid-20s to early 30s. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize, um, like, of course, you're going to have your ups and downs. But it's if you're willing to stick around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we've all chose to stick around. So for that, I love you guys. And, you know, as usual, you know, I'm always here. I may not always be on the mic, but y'all niggas know where I live at. Yeah, for sure. sure. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead and dive into the episode. So for us coming back, um, you know, ever since from season two, we've really tried to do um, we always try to release and start the the podcast in February. Right. And for us, it's so fitting because it's Black History Month and we can talk about black black things and et cetera, et cetera. And we always try to start out with the first episode, trying to pay some type of homage, excuse me, to someone or something that's involving black history. So this episode, um, we're going to just go down the line. We're going to do um, a black figure, person, whatever that matters to us. And just have a roundtable discussion about it. So we'll probably start with um, Los, if you wanted to go first. And then, you know, he'll give us some key factors and all that stuff. And then we'll just go down the line and, you know, go from there. Um, No black history fact this week because the entire show is a black black history history fact. fact. So just just be be wary of that. All right. Um, So with that, Los, whenever you're ready, brother, who is your person? So I I did Jane Matilda Baldwin. Bolin? My bad. I'm sorry. She was a judge. Um, one of the first judges, actually. Uh, first female judges, right? Um, mm-hmm. Born 1908, April 11th. Graduated from Wesley College in 1928. Then she was one of three students that attended Yale Law School and graduated in 1931. Yeah, yeah. That shit is ill. Yeah, right? it is. It is. Like, can you imagine, like, going through, like, you... You and only two other people are the only black kids in the on the campus, and you got to go through like all the bullshit that that comes with the 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 mentality of the yeah. time of the nineteen thirties. Like yeah. I, I can't imagine, bro. Right? Um, when she got when she after she graduated and got a law degree, and um, she she passed the uh, the law exam, the bar mm-hmm. in nineteen thirty two. She started working with her father for quite a bit. Um, her first husband was a part of the cabinet of Franklin uh, Delano Roosevelt. Hmm. Um, so that's that's you know greatness all in itself right there right, um, like on July twenty second nineteen thirty nine the mayor of New York appointed Miss Boland to be the judge of domestic relations in New York right mm-hmm. at this time she was the first female judge to ever to ever first female woman black woman judge right, um, she was at the court she was running the courts for over forty years. Oh, you okay, Lola? What you do? Lola says hi. <laughs> She was over the course for over 40 years. At the age of 70, she she uh, retired, right? But then she didn't just stop there, right? She started to become, um, she was a reading instructor for New York City Public Schools, mm-hmm. teaching the young kids how to read in her 70s, right? So her greatness didn't stop with yeah. her stop being a judge. And then um, she uh, she was a, she was on New York State board and reviewed uh, the disciplinary cases and uh, miss jane passed away in 2007 at the yeah. age of 98 i saw that and i was like wow yeah she, she almost made it to 100 almost right but almost. Um, but can you imagine that legacy that she have and it, this is just not even everything that she put together right yeah the reason why she meant so much to me is because she was she was one of the first to ever do it right and then you know a lot of things we have a lot of issues with um black people going black kids or black 
men or black women going through the judicial system and how things was unfair. And she kind of broke the barrier of being a judge and, and you yeah. know, you know, giving out the penalties and, and mm-hmm. being a judge on people and stuff like that. So it's 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 a lot. It's a mouthful to go together. And um, I'm going to pass the mic over to Marcel. Maybe we can hear about his. Mm, okay. So for all the seasons um, that we have done, um, everyone should know that my favorite comedian is Dave Chappelle. Nice. And Dave Chappelle... First off is, you know, for our generation, our our comic of, I guess, you know, our comic of our generation. Of our generation. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, I mean, we can say, we. I mean, of course, you know, there are a lot of great comics, but there's only one Dave Chappelle, right? So first thing about Dave Chappelle is a lot of people don't realize that he was actually born in Washington, D.C. Um, born and raised in between Washington, D.C. and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Baltimore, I think. But, I'm sorry, no, grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, and also he moved to, uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio. Um, Dave Chappelle is, if I'm not mistaken, the only comic comedian to turn down a $50 million deal with uh, Comedy Central um, because he felt like they weren't laughing with him anymore. They was more laughing at him. And, you know, I kind of agree. One of his, uh, one thing that he said was, um, I want to tell my jokes. Um, I want to have time with my children and I want to entertain people um at one point I will walk away from show business but I don't want to walk away empty-handed and I think that you know as he was progressing in his um in his showbiz career at that point he thought about that and I felt like he felt he needed to leave a legacy behind and I and, and and truth be told, I didn't feel like I mean, yes, Dave Chappelle, the the Chappelle show to me was was at the time one of the greatest shows on the earth, right? But at the same time, what was he actually leaving behind? And you know, when he walked away from it, it might have been one of the best things he's ever done because now he's with Netflix, um, he's getting like twenty million a show. And man, it's it's a whole bunch. Um, first off, with with Dave Chappelle, he he likes to give back, but he's not the I'm going to show you that I gave back kind of thing because he he went to um, Duke Ellington um, right around here, and uh, you know he he goes there every now and again, speak to the children give the you know give money back to the school and things like that like he hasn't forgotten where he's came from and uh also too um he he had a quote that he made and it was like don't think that you can turn down a 50 million dollar contract and your wife will be cool with that so you know it was bigger than even just his family so I look at Dave Chappelle as as an icon, you know, um, 
I've never met him. Always wanted to meet him. Um, one day I probably will if I can or something like that. Go to a show of his or whatever um, before he actually retires from comedy. But yet and still, um, Dave Chappelle to me is one of the greatest comics. Um, and then on top of that, when you go back to one of his shows or whatever, when he was talking about the young lady Daphne and how he treated her and how a lot of people kind of like they didn't understand why he went so hard on the transgender community but it wasn't that he was going hard on them it was the fact that he was actually saying we can all get along when we start laughing together and a lot of people didn't really get that and they're still not getting it but to be the greatest a lot of times, sometimes you turn into a villain. So, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people look at him that way. Um, but I still think he's one of the greatest comics because he is paving the way for other comics to not be canceled by not necessarily what they say. Because some people can be very derogatory, but... I haven't seen a stand-up recently from him where he's bashing or anything like that. And that's a new-level comic kind of thing for me. Because if you look at your Paul Mooney's, if you look at even Eddie Murphy in the past, you know, if you look at your, your, your Richard Pryor, you know what I mean? It's some things can be taken way too far. But he taps on that, he totes that line so well that you don't actually know which way he's going. And I think he's doing that purposely because he's like, if you're not, if you can't be creative with your art, then what do you have? So with that, that is my person, Dave Chappelle, who I think is a phenomenal person. And that's me. So one thing that you said, Marcel, when you was um going through Dave Chappelle, you said nobody, you said some people, in order to be great, they have to be the villain. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know anybody that's great that has not became the villain. At some point in time, right? At some right? point in time. Mm -hmm. Help me out. Because if everybody like you, they won't watch, they won't listen to you. Yeah. Right? You have to have something. You got to have a niche of people that do not like you everybody's right. gonna have haters you know what exactly. i mean yeah. it's the best way to say it but yeah. like when it comes to Chappelle, like we've had this conversation off the mic but it's like yeah when Chappelle had had his hiatus when he left comedy and all that stuff mm -hmm. and turned down the contract you know comedy itself had changed and became very changed sensitive drastically you know yeah. and he came back thinking as like all right i'm gonna keep coming with these hard-ass jokes and it's like oh we don't talk like that anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I've always been a believer that, you know, it sometimes when you hear it so often, it desensitizes the word and, or whatever the, you know, whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. The and, yeah. and it's, it's kind of a, a, a semi bad, you know, analogy, but it's like, I understand why Chappelle was doing what he was doing. He was trying to desensitize it. But also in, in the same aspect, the timing or the current day and age that, that we're in. People weren't ready for it. Yeah, and mm -hmm. they, they ain't got time for that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And, the cancel culture. And 
and I get and understand where the um, demographic is coming from as well too. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like, can we sit down and have have a happy medium before we sit down and just try to write somebody off and all that stuff? Absolutely. So, um, definitely respect um, both sides in their stances. Of course. Definitely respect Chappelle for you know staying true to his beliefs and continuing going out there. And his last um, stand up special was very eye opening because it was more so of him telling stories than telling jokes. Yeah. And and, was, and that's that's I feel like that's the best kind of com- comedic um you you get the best out of a uh, out of a comedian when they tell stories cuz yeah. I mean it's like if you if you can't tell a story then like what do you have? Like you can just tell jokes all day, but I need some substance behind those jokes. You yeah. know what I mean? Where'd you where'd you get that joke from? Yeah. Where did that come from, mm-hmm. you know? And shout out to Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah. Shout out for Netflix to for stand holding their own, it, right? Yeah, standing mm-hmm. behind Dave Chappelle. Like we're like, they like, um, we hear what you're saying, but this show still stands. We're going to stand behind Dave Chappelle because he didn't do or say anything wrong. And if you watch the first two, right, it's a trilogy, right? Yeah. yeah. If you watch the first two, it'll all come full circle and make you understand the entire message that Dave Chappelle was trying to put across to everybody yeah his uh his delivery and his way and his artist it's 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 phenomenal yeah it's it's pretty weird especially when you put it in that way when you go back and then you come forward it's like oh shit you know and and you know what like from all the movies that he's done uh in the past and 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 the shows that he's done in the past him as a creative artist he has totally it's i don't want to say i don't want to call it a 180 but he has, I look to him for political talk. I guess because he can tell a joke behind the political talk as well. Um, but a lot of things he say to me make sense. Um, I haven't, I don't know. I, I guess, I don't, I don't want to call myself a follower of Dave Chappelle. But hell, everything that I've, a lot of things that I've referenced to in my life um, is because of Dave Chappelle. So Dave, I just want to say, man, thank you for being you. Um, before I start, I wanted to get back to, uh, Judge Jane Bowen, like for her to be, um, one of the first to join the New York city, you know, law department Mm -hmm. as a black person. And then, you know, as a woman, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And double whammy. And in those times, it's like, holy shit. You know what I mean? And it's like you, cause like, that's the next thing that we always have to do. And especially for us as men. We also have to understand that, you know, there almost still is, but there was a point in time that, you know, women weren't considered equal. Right. You During know, that time, matter of fact. Especially around this time. Yeah. And, and then you look at being a woman and then being a black woman yep. on top of it. It's like, what the fuck? Yep. You know, so just for her to do some pioneering shit that 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 she did, mm-hmm. like, that's that's just close, close to the chest. I just wanted to, to point that out real quick. Right. Um. So... For me, um, I'm going to keep it beer-related, right? Um, I am going to go with uh, Mr. Theodore Mack Sr. Theodore Mack Sr. He is what you would consider to be the one, the first. Almost, I wouldn't even say almost, the GOAT, right? Like, right. Like, like, you know, there is, think of it like in, in, a, in the NBA era, era, like you have, Jordan, who was considered to be the GOAT, but there yeah. were so many greats before him. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was mm-hmm. just because it was different eras, different time frames and stuff like that. This is one of those scenarios. Right, the Bill Russell argument. Right, 
Right. Exactly. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to throw that in there. But um, Theodore Max Sr. was a former Paps uh, uh, employee. So like uh, Paps, Paps Blue Ribbon. Say it one more time. Paps Blue Ribbon. Got you. Okay. Sorry. Cool, cool, cool. Um, he had a dream uh, to launch America's first black brewery. Mac assembled a group of investors under the United Black uh, Enterprises banner what? in April of 1970. Mac and company made a deal to buy a uh, People's Brewing Company for a reported 365000 plus another 70000 for inventory. Damn. In the 70s? In the 70s. That's like, what, $3 million and not now? Yep. Some along those lines. Yeah. Um, it was kind of crazy. There's, I got like a bunch of articles that's going to be jumping back and forth. Okay. But um, it just shows like the things that he went through during that time. Um, because like the former employees of the brewing space that he took over were white mm-hmm. and this was like in Oshkosh, uh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back right. during that time, you know, people weren't fond of black people. So it was right. like, all right, these folks lost their job and then black people come in and buy this business and then they should have nothing but all black employees. You know, like you're, you're looking at a scenario where it's like, okay, this is borderline dangerous of right. what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Right. And for him to keep pressing on and keep doing it um, and producing liquid, um, it was dope. And I think he did a pills. And back then during that time, nobody was doing IPAs or anything like that. So let's just put that out there. But Mm -hmm. the cool thing about it is that there's a brewery um, out in California called uh, Oak Park out in Sacramento. Okay. They are revitalizing the liquid. Really? And bringing it back to the market. Okay. And I believe... So they got the recipe and all of that other good stuff. Yeah, okay. I, they got in contact with um, with the the family. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Mac died in 2019. Oh wow! So I think it was 88, if I'm not, not recent, mistaken. Recent, recent. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's kind of cool. So Oak Park, um, what they said is that they've uh, brewed people's beer to honor the legacy of Mr. Theodore Mac Senior, the first African American brewery owner. Uh, Mac picked cotton fields in Alabama and rose to become a civil rights giant. In 1970, he purchased People's Brewing Company in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, to provide employment opportunities in minority communities and brew beer for the people. People's beer. Uh, Mr. Mac's historic achievements helped pave the way for future minority business owners. The revival of People's Beer is particularly important today as it gives hope to the community for what is possible. Um, Oak Park Brewing followed the original recipe when brewing People's Beers. Uh, People's Beer is light is a light crisp lager. You can drink year-round. People's Beer is currently distributed in Sacramento area with plans of, of to further its reach in coming months. Um, Oak Park Brewing's mission is to get People's Beer to the people. And you go down to a little bit more and they talk about his family, right? Mm-hmm. So Oak Park Brewing has partnered with the Mac family to create a historic collaboration. Mr. Mac II says the family is overjoyed by the People's Beer collaboration being a Continuation of their legacy. Mr. Max Sr. was a leader of CORE, the Congress of Racial Equality. Uh, he served on multiple civil rights organizations and led a group to the uh, 1963 March on Washington. Um, Oak Park Brewing Company is honored to continue to let the story of people's beer. Uh, and they want to tell the story, uh, the right story. And they got the right guy to tell it, um, says Raj Little. of uh, He's a brewer of uh, Oak Park Brewing. Um Today, Mac's story is uh, commemorated and will be heard again and again with every can. And Word. for me, this is really dope because y'all know all the things that I'm trying to, you know, accomplish when right, it comes right, to right. it. 
And this is something that should always be told in stories. I believe every black owned brick and mortar brewery should have some type of mural or something that's going to commemorate and give thanks, whether it's his slogans or something like that, something in, in, in quotations. And it's something for me that when I get the chance and, and, and am blessed to have a brick and mortar, I'll definitely do that. 100%. It'll be somewhere. You should have a history moral. All, all over the place. Um, and it's just, it's just one of those things. It's like, this is what resonates. This is why, you know, barrel and flow is what it is. Right. This is why you have all these black breweries and, and brands that are now coming out, out of the, the woodworks across the country. Right. Let's be mm. honest. The black and beautiful movement that went on. Yeah. Right. You know, th- things like that, it all stemmed from him, yep. you know? 100%. So, yeah. So f- for me, um, you know, this is my, my black history person. Um, and also this is something that I know that not a lot of people really know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's just something that's really dope. And like I said, it, it just hits me close to home because when we get done with these episodes today, we're going to go brew beer. So yeah. <laughs> as, yeah. as black men, so it's like, yeah. Hey, once again, Theodore Max senior, you know what 100%. I mean? So I'm with it. There I we go. I love it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So any questions or anything like I know we kind of just jumped in and just really started, <laughs> nah, started nah, talking nah. to everybody. Um, but. Okay. So, all right. With, with them revitalizing it, right, do you think that they will put, do they will have a dedicated actual beer for that one recipe, the main recipe, and then maybe they'll branch and do like something intertwined with theirs with modern day technology. Um, I would probably say that it's. Do you think it it'll be a good idea? That should have been the question. No, I think you know you leave the historic recipe what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, one the fact that you're getting approval approval from, from his family. family. Yeah. Um, yeah. originality is always key. Mm-hmm. It is modernized because it's brewed on modernized equipment. So True. the yield and probably, you know, um, gravity readings and all that stuff is definitely going to be more stronger and consistent so, than what it was back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So it probably tastes different anyway, but it'll probably still be, I guess, more or less the same. Yeah. Actually, it's probably, it might have been harder with the technology back then with the, the yeah. consistency of the brews. Yeah, yeah right? that's true too. You might have a, um, you know, a glass, a can here that had, you know, Certain amount of ABV, certain amount of yeah. IBUs and stuff like that, yeah. and then you get a second batch because the way how mm. they brew the system is completely completely different beer. And then not even that, not different, but like no, I get yeah. you, I get you. Just yeah. maybe slightly, yeah, the, yeah. The one thing that comes to mind where I think that the beer it might be remotely close to the recipe, but it can never mimic it right. is because of the water chemistry. Yep, ah, that's you know what I mean. Too, yeah. that's, and that's something to always keep in mind. So, like, even though it's dope, it's a great representation. But I wonder, and I, I'd pay a million dollars to know if they were if Mister Max Senior actually studied water chemistry, if he written up recipes and had salts for it, mm-hmm. to where that they can actually mimic it. Yes, because you got to think. Well, one one was in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. The other one's in Sacramento. Sacramento. That, two separate. Yep, yeah, two, two separate. separate yeah. yeah. So, so. Ooh, that's that's something to really think about, right? That that alone will change the beer. Yeah. So. And and and, and that's something to keep in mind. And it's like yeah. you know, um, with the Black is Beautiful beers, because like I don't think the water chemistry was on there. 
So right. with the recipe, like, yes, you have, you know, the malt bill and you have your actual hops and, and your directions to do, but it's brewed in so many different places. That's why the liquid tastes so different. Yeah. That that and a lot of people was brewing it in their own ways. Like then right. we, we had uh we had some weird ones too. We had a, a sour. Yeah. At we, one point in time. Uh, a, a cider as a well. Cider. We had a vodka. We yeah. had one with no, it gold. Was a, it was a whiskey. It. It's a whiskey, my yeah. bad. My yeah. We had one with yeah. gold. Yeah. Like uh, that. Shout out to Chappelle and the Dookie Twinkle. <laughs> I listened to that episode. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, I am blitzed at that moment. But oh yeah, but it, yeah, it was yeah, a fun yeah. time. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, but you know, um, the water chemistry is definitely something to to keep in mind. Um, but I would love for this to be kind of distributed across the United States. So I got to try to find my way to Sacramento, or if if I can uh, call on somebody, like, hey, bro. You want to ship that this way, you know? Right, right, right. So we can uh, get it on the show. So that that'll be be my my goal this year. I'll, I'll do my best to try to get this on the show. I'm trying Word. to think if I know anybody in Sacramento. I don't I mean, know. It's I gotta know. be somebody oh. from Smith. I know people in like, California, can, but it's not. I can put out a ship beer. I can put out a, a, a APB. Yeah, beer friends, hear me roar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling on you. It's like spirit bomb. You Limit know your power. You know what would be dope. If you was actually able to work with them at one point in time, yeah, it'll be, be dope. Um, but for sure, in the brewery, uh, there's got to be something paying homage to them for sure. Yeah, in the brick and mortar, make a mural of the of a history timeline as a decor to go around. Oh, you talking about from like. That would be actually dope and just have like different beers around. Well, no, just the, you know, the like, all right. So it's something to you think walk about. in, right? Say this is the, this is the order room or whatever, right? You walk around and the entire mirror is a timeline mm-hmm. with different. Um, kind of like the blacks. Uh, the different beer companies and, mm-hmm. and brewers and, and styles and throughout, you know, the years. Mm. And then you end it with liquid intrusion at the end. Mm, I'd consider it. It's something. It's something to think about. The the mural that I want to do has to pay homage to the gent that I got the equipment from. Like that's that's I get you. That's that's yeah. my my yeah, number yeah, one yeah, focus. Yeah 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 okay. yeah so, yeah. Okay. But yeah. it's, I agree. it's 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 something to 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 definitely consider for yeah. sure. Okay. For sure. I agree with that. Um. But yeah, man. So other than that, um. It's Black History Month, guys. What 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 does Black History Month mean to you? All right. So when I was all right. So when I was younger, Black History Month was, you know, the the same. You know, I call it the Big Four, right? Dr. King, Michael Max, Rosa Parks, mm-hmm. uh, Harriet Tubman. People you learned about every you, year. You learn about the same. For people, well, the school I went to, I can't speak for every school in America. Nah, but it's it's generally the same. But you learn about the same four people mm-hmm. every single year, right? So, when I started to come of age, and we actually, actually, my dad would um, kind of like make little like comments when I'm in school, like, "Oh, they talking about this person again? Well, do you know about Marcus Garvey? Do you know about Mega Evers?" Do you know mm-hmm. about, you know, all these different people that, you know, you'll never hear about in the in the classroom, in the elementary school, in the high school. So when my dad kept on with gyms like that and I couldn't answer him, 
I couldn't, I, it frustrated the shit out of me, right? I started to do my own research, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, first of all, to understand that if you don't know the person existed, how can you look them up, right? So people would drop names or I would see a name and I'll go, every time now, like now that I'm older, if somebody drop a name of a person that I don't know, right? Say Jane, right? Nobody... How many people can say that they knew who she was, right? And she was the first black woman judge, like, period. And so now I hear different things or I see different things. And it makes me go back and look up the person. And that's kind of like where I stem this whole um, black history fact a week thing coming from, right? Mm -hmm. I'm tired of, I, I do not like the fact of black history being labeled as just for 28 days in a year or 29 if it's a leap year. But you want to expand on that, right? Because it's not only that it's black history, it's also American history. Because this shit happened here in America. Facts. Right? So that's why, you know, I, I push it to you guys and say, hey, let's expand on that black history fact episode. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's 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 see if we can do one every week for the entire season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we missed a couple and episodes, and that's solely on me, 100%. No, but, but for but, the most part, we, we kept had, it consistent yeah, like, we, throughout we've the years. Done, we've done one every single episode. Well then, yeah, but not even that. It's just the fact that you know you wanting to take on the reins of saying, "Hey, why does Black History Month have to be in February?" Because I remember you saying this yeah. verbatim. It was like, "How about we do it every week?" And I was like, "That's fucking genius!" Yeah, like yeah. do it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and it's something that you had sole control over, it, brother. And and, and it makes it the out. show that much more better, right? Right. And then it's like you know, for that people people gravitate to to the beer and cigar of the week. People gravitate to the Black History Fact. There was like. So many things that was coming back on social media it was like, well, damn, I didn't know that. You yeah. know what I mean? You know it's like, it, it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, nice, I, nice. I look at it as we are what three black, intelligent young men. Well, we getting old now, so yeah. Somebody said they don't want to walk care up what steps. Y'all say. I'm, we, I'm not old. Man. You just complain about walking up the steps. I'm Shut up. Fat, <laughs> not old. There's a difference. I'm fat, not old. There's a difference. Okay. In a minute, it's about to be the same. It sounds like <laughs> sounds like something a fat old person would say. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But no, no, on, on some on some real shit though. Um, yo, like it's 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 dope that. I mean, we still can't necessarily walk down the streets in our hoodies. Oh God, no, yeah. But they but still clean their persons and walk across the street. But we can, you can wear a mask though. But wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. But we can be an elective official or a council member or, you know what I'm saying, somewhere near the government where we can make a change. Hell, my brother-in-law is is Ward 5 council member. Nice. Nice. He's been that. He's been that for like, like what, like last two, three years, maybe four? I can't remember. But nevertheless, like this is the change that King was talking about. And yes, it's slow. It's very, very slow. But no one said that progress was going to be a fast process. And you know, to you like that, don't you? No, no, it, that that's fucking golden. <laughs> but like to internalize for me, like you know, no, it's it's kind of weird because like the, the argument was all, always about so much more. But for me, it resonates with me because I'm doing it in the craft beer scene. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's like. 
the whole DMV sector of like all black owned breweries and, and brands, we've created a collective to be there and to be a support system for one another. Yeah. And it's like, and that's how it should be. And it should be that way. Yeah. But it's like, you know, the fact that we just wanted a seat at the table, it had to be to the point to where we had to build the bench ourselves. Yep. You know, and we're doing it and it's dope. And it's like, I would love to see this happen across the country. But like it's so special to see that it's happening in, in the nation's capital. Yep. You know what I mean? With with that and I can actually be a part of that. And I think that's um for me, I've always tried to think and sit back like, well, what can I do to give to society or to, you know, keep or be a pioneer or something? And it's like, it's been underneath my nose all this fucking time. Didn't even fucking realize it. And then now it's like it's it's happening, which is dope. Yeah. And and in turn, you know, um, you all doing the same thing as well too. Like, you know, Marcel, you may or may not be starting a business. Yeah. You know, but for yeah. you to do that would be dope. Yeah. Los, we, we got to get something revitalized out of you. <laughs> I came up with a couple of businesses. But, <laughs> it's fine. But in, in the same aspect, like even with us, with if y'all choose to start a business or anything like that, y'all have a place to come sell, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. both of y'all products could work easily. In, in the brick and mortar because yes. Los, I would buy bulk off of you yeah. and it'd be on a shelf and it, it would be sold. Right. Marcel, you'd be down there or, or a resident, you know, fucking food vendor to yeah. come down every weekend or we'll, we'll get on a schedule. It's like, all right, you know, uh, not holding back. Grilled and smoked is 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 out in the parking lot. Yeah. Go mm-hmm. get something to eat. Mm-hmm. And that'd be something that's really cool. Cool to see. It'd be phenomenal, man. You know, so. The, 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 the first thing I want to do, if I ever do start a business, the first major thing I want to do is actually be able to feed the homeless. Just, just, and and not even show that I did it. Just, just to be able to do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, go around. Hey, look, here you go. Feed the whole. You know, I don't know what they. My call man it, trying to know. feed the block. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know what I'm saying? Just, just, just being able to do it. I mean, cause the the way I look at it is like, I can. I can give back, but I feel like at the end of the day, when you give back, you got you you have to prioritize how you do it because some people are still better off. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then you have some people that have nothing, but they still rise and shine every day. And they still grind every day. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, if you can just give them some kind of hope, some kind of inspiration that there may be a better way or there may be a good way to do this or to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I you know, I, my, my hopes and dreams, I aspire to be that. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me a, a beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. He, you owe him a beer in yeah. the house of beer. Yeah. Motherfucker, go get just, me a beer. I was about to say, just grab one. <laughs> um, would, you like a, would you like a water? What? What? <laughs> what? What? What else we got on the plate today? I'm ready to jump to the beer of the week because I don't think I have a cigar. Let's right do now. it. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We yeah. ain't got no cigar today. I right. bring one. Well, let's hop into that real quick. Must be time for the beer and cigar of the week. But before we do, how about you revive your life? A super supplement that's been around since the dawn of time that's been reimagined for your modern lifestyle. That powerful antioxidant found in the skin of grapes is resveratrol. What is resveratrol? 
Have you ever heard it to be said that drinking red wine is actually healthy for you? Instead of having to drink 100 bottles of wine just to get enough resveratrol in your system, Vive has concentrated into a nice, easy, alcohol-free capsule for you, and it helps with inflammation too. Combined with 100% pure CBD, Vive has all the ingredients to help you live a lifestyle primed for health, wellness, and longevity. Hey, Big Los, give the people the website and also the code. What up, DNH family? Go to takevive.com. That's take B-Y-V. And in the promo code, type in DNHpod15 for 15% off your next purchase. Takevive.com. Right, and we are back. It is the greatest time of the day. It is the beer and cigar of the week. Now, for today, um, and maybe the next couple of episodes, because we need to re up. Um, we're not going to do cigars, but they will be coming back. Um, but what we have in front of us for the month of February, or periodically, majority of the month of February, we're going to be bringing back the Black is Beautiful beers. Um, that was produced for uh, by Weathered Souls, uh, Mr. Marcus Bakersville. Um, go back to our episodes later in the year. Last year, you will hear our uh, two Black is Beautiful episodes um, that we did. Three. Uh, three. Three. Forgive me. Sorry. Um, but what we have in front is a collaboration out of uh, Laramere Beer Company, which is out of Chester, Pennsylvania. That's how you pronounce that? Laramere? La- 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 Laramere? I, I mean, I, I don't know. That's... L-A-R-I-M-E-R. Okay. Laramere. I was never um, good. If anybody tweet us, DM us, let us know if we're saying it right or wrong. Um, and Laramere, if we are butchering it, we apologize. Yeah. But, um, this is their Black is Beautiful. Um, it is an Imperial Stout, 10% ABV. There's no adjuncts in this beer. So just pretty much standard Imperial Stout. Nice. Um, and it should be remotely close to what the original recipe was. Remember, keep in mind, water chemistry. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Oh, um, ooh. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. And the charity that they, uh, gave proceeds because Black is Beautiful um, 100% of the beer sales is, is supposed to go to charity uh, for civil rights activism, uh, reform, things of mm-hmm, that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to be something dealing and involving for the advancement of African Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, so they gave charity to, um, well, proceeds, to Black Lives Matter Philadelphia and Philadelphia Union Foundation. Hmm. So um, let's go around. Uh, we're going to redo uh, or kind of make it a 2.0 at aspect if you will with the beer and cigar of the week uh gents give me three bullet points that you like three bullet points that you don't like if for both and um just go from there and give it give it your score from out of one out of five all right i'll go first um first thing first is um number one pro for it right it's it's a part of the black is beautiful banner right that's a pro in itself 100 percent um and everything that the Black and Beautiful movement stands for and where it's going towards and everything like that. So that's pro number one. Pro number two, it is a uh, 10% ABV, um, alcohol by volume. Uh, it's uh, what, it mean, what that means is it's not too harsh. You can, you can drink it. You can, you can um, settle into it. You can drink multiple 
of these without getting delirious or woozy or I can't feel my face. You Depending know what I mean? Depending on who <laughs> you <laughs> are. Yeah. Type of, type of situation, right? And that's what I look for in the um, Imperial Stouts, right? Um, and then the taste. The taste is something that anybody can get behind. It's not a strong, harsh, punch-in-your-mouth taste where a lot of the non- um, or novice beer drinkers to to get behind, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing too powerful, nothing too crazy, nothing too off the wall when sipping this beer it or don't drinking punch this you in beer. The face. It doesn't punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. It's a simple. Let's all right. I'm gonna coin this term right. It's a simple sip. A simple sip. Okay. Okay. Nice. Okay. So I those like are my that. three facts. I like it. Um, on a scale from one to five, I give it a I give it a four. Okay. Um, like I said, is everything is kind of like. It's one of those things where you can just sit back and and sip on and not, you know, bring uh like scrunch your face up because mm-hmm. it's too strong mm-hmm. or or like get the chills because it's too something else or blah blah blah. It's really a, a decent brew in itself. Nice, Marcel. I agree with everything you said, um, except for the actual number. Okay. Um, first thing I'm gonna say is. That oh, oh Lord Jesus Damn, Christ! He just broke the iPad. Damn. No no no! Don't say that. <laughs> warranty. <laughs> First off, I like it. Okay. Um. Second thing is yeah, and I do have a warranty. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it smells of honey notes, right? Which is which is great for me. It's like a sweet honey on on the back end when you when you sniff it in or whatever or huff as as we, we, what we like to do. I wasn't mm. expecting that, <laughs> but all right. You with Coca Cola? <laughs> um, it's dry. It makes you want to drink more. Um, it's also light and it has a bit of roast. Um, that is the things that I like about it. The number one thing that I don't like about it is it doesn't taste like a stout. I actually found that interesting though. It the tastes- fact that it didn't taste like a stout because a lot of people. Like a lot of novice beer drinkers don't really gear it towards stouts or whatever. Uh, and, but and that's me. I like me. your idea. I like your idea on that. Yeah, that's me. And unfortunately, I'm gonna have to give it a one because it does not taste like a stout. Really? I'm 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 going to grade shit this year on true to style, and it is not true to style. Okay. Now, here's here's the here for for me. Now I may be wrong. No. Yeah. 100%. But but for the actual taste profile the right. flavor um what it is i actually want to give it a four but for the show for what it's worth it's a one it's a one because it doesn't taste like it a doesn't taste style. like an actual style. i get you i got yep. you 100 so drew all right for me um water chemistry is probably the word of the day when it comes probably. to this because yeah you know, tasting weathered souls and then going to this, there is a distinctive difference in the taste of the beer. Major. Right? Or unless Larimer may have completely changed the recipe or may have maybe altered it because they did have that 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 free range. Mm-hmm. Um, dry definitely comes to mind. There is a underlying taste of roast there. Mm-hmm. Um, slight chocolate a little bit. Um, but is this a easy, approachable 10% beer? Yes. Um. Other than that, I would probably try to see what I could pair this pair this with, and it's stumping me right now. But I would, 
I would love to give this beer another try while eating something with steak it. Steak and cheese, probably. I can get that. I can yeah, get that. So, something, something along it's those lines. It's got to be hearty, I think. Yeah. Um, scale, uh, one to five, I'd give it a three. Okay. Okay. You know, it's it's not bad. It's not good. Meaning, like, not blowing my socks off. It's, right, right, right. it's, it's really, exactly, it's really exactly. middle of right. the road. It's definitely something that's like, okay, if I had a four-pack, six-pack, I'd knock them all out. Yep. No question. Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah. Um, but once again, so this has been your Beer and Cigar of the Week. Anything else, gents? No, no. I'm good, man. Black is Beautiful, which we're going to be doing all month, featuring some of the, these cans. Uh, Laramie Beer Company out of Chester, Pennsylvania, giving charity to Black Lives Matter Philadelphia and Philadelphia Union Foundation. 10% ABV. This has been your Beer and Cigar of the Week. Doing one time for me. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Scoop the O. Oh, shit. It's going to be my new thing. I think. Oh, excuse me. Jesus Sorry. God. Sorry. Jesus Sorry. Christ. Same same old Drew. Anyways. Well, with that, it is time to close out the first episode, guys. Oh, my God. This is so exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> Any final thoughts for this for the season? Buckle up. Get ready. Hold on tight. Hold on tight. There's going to be a lot of things coming this way. Um, just under the umbrella of what, is, what DNH is. And um, be ready to talk about anything and everything and all things. You know, current events, beer, um, civil rights movements, civil rights topics, um, shooting the shit, joking, laughing, and uh, progressing as black men. 100%. Yeah, I agree. So, Drew, where can they find us at? Oh, podcast or myself? Let's do yourself first. Myself first? All right. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I got it trained and you, you, you throw me off. All right. So for me, Drew, uh, Django Nerd, DJNGO underscore N-E-R-D. That's for uh, Twitter, Instagram, Andrew Dill on Facebook. Um, as far as the brewery is concerned, Lipco 2021, Twitter, Instagram, Liquid Intrusion Brewing Company on Facebook. And go to our website and sign up to our newsletter, uh, www.lipcobeer.com. That's where you can find me. You know, I Googled it, and the first thing that pops up is your brand. As it should. You got the first page of Google. Go word, ahead, boy. Word, word, I am Big Lowe's, a.k.a. Mr. Crop Server himself. You can find me on Facebook as uh, my name, Carlos Murray. And then you can find me on Instagram as Big Lowe's 703. Um, Twitter was hacked, and I got your off Twitter of... Twitter was um, hacked? Yeah, my Twitter was hacked, and I got off of... Um, TikTok? TikTok, mm-hmm. right? TikTok was taking over my life. But I'm thinking I'm <laughs> yeah, we had in. that conversation. I might have to get back into it later <laughs> on in life. Damn. Marcel. Um, speaking of, um, you know, it taking over your life, that's exactly why I took that hiatus uh, from social media. Like, what was that? Uh, between season two and season three? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was exactly why. Um, but you can find me, uh, Get So So Fit, and I am the real Marcel on IG. Also, you can find me on Facebook as Marcel Woodruff. And last but not least, um on what is it? TikTok. There we go. Not holding back grilled and smoke. Um I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm being god honest with you guys. Um I really don't. I I love to grill. I love to smoke food. I love to also eat food too. Mm. Um, I love to cook basically, but at the end of the day, this is going to be a page for um, tips, tricks, um, visual, um, 
uh, anything that I can think of as far as when it comes to grilling. Um, and I'll do my best to keep people informed on whatever I know, however I know on it. Um, and if I do decide to start a business, then I will. And anybody that follows that page will be the first people to know. Woo woo! And as far as the podcast, DNH Podcast, Diapers and Haircuts, follow us. DNH Podcast, DNH Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Diapers and Haircuts. Uh, email us if you have questions and concerns. DNH Podcast 2019 at gmail.com. 2019 because that's when we were established. Hey. hey. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. Be a friend. Tell a friend. We appreciate you all for being a part of this journey of DNH. We've come a long way. It's been four years. Four years. At least on the mics. On the microphone. Same dudes. Same friends. Same brothers. I love y'all to death. Love you too, bro. Likewise. And for that, um, may the liquid always prevail. Peace, love, and crop circles. Do it one time for me. We'll catch you on the next one. Yee, yee. Scoop the yolk. This is a fire-ass beat. Thank you, sir. You know what? I know we said we was going to use it in the beginning, but this may just be the ending. Because okay it's, it's long enough for yeah. whatever we want to do. Um, but yeah, bye, people. We gone. We out this bitch. Happy Black History Month.